a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Counseling on Demand. I'm your host, Fred Riley. Hey, thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about commitment and referring to commitment specifically. We're talking about relationships uh, in terms of commitment there. We've talked about commitment in the past, but uh, I had a couple in this week that uh, really made me think this would be a good topic to go back to and revisit. So we're going to talk about this couple and kind of the journey that they're on in terms of commitment and and some things that have happened to them. And I'm sure as you're listening to this, you know, be mindful of maybe your commitment level and and how that's uh, related to some of the responses you're having uh, to those that you love as that commitment level goes up. So we'll talk about this couple a little bit. We'll talk about what happens as commitment levels shift. There's kind of a, a ironic downturn sometimes in the closeness of the relationship. And then we'll take a, a look at uh, an activity or a task to do that I see as really helpful um, in terms of getting us past the current uh, insecurity and moving us more towards uh, a future-oriented uh, perspective, and that kind of keeps us out of the past. So commitment, obviously, uh, we look forward to commitment. You look at, uh, well, some of us do, right? But the idea, the the gear that we want to be in, whether it's through movies or different, you know, upbringing, whatever, uh, one of the things that we want to get to, right, is that uh, the ideal uh, places that commitment, it might be marriage or what have you, that's one of the goals that we're after. And so what happens is, uh, well, let me tell you about this couple, actually. So this couple, they've been dating for a few years, and uh, they've had some commitment uh, fallout in the past, but uh, they met, and what they found out was, okay, um, this this uh, individual is kind of the opposite of that individual that was in my previous commitment. And so they found a lot of strength in understanding each other in terms of, um, again, we're back to knowing, right? Their knowledge base said, okay, this person is different than that commitment level or what happened with that the last person that I had that commitment level with. So they grew close together and obviously they started to feel uh, like they wanted to move towards that commitment. And obviously there was more love, there was more trust and so on and so forth. And so they get to the point of marriage and, and they came in a month after their marriage. So I saw them their first month and oh my goodness, you know, it's like, uh, wow, things changed really quickly. What happened? Why did they go from this place of trust and so forth to all of a sudden, you know, she describes him as a demon. He describes her as something else that we'll say at a different time. And just a lot of anger, a lot of frustration and a ton of distrust. So what's going on? Well, what I see in this couple and think about for yourself, uh, whether it's commitment to a boss or a partner or whatever, the risk level tends to go way up. When we commit we're moving from a place of, okay, just kind of casually getting to know somebody and slowly building that trust to now going back to our knowledge base. And our knowledge base, okay, our fear, we've talked about that before, 
our fear back in the hippocampus of our brain, that comes up and it starts weighing things again. It says, okay, you know what, we're back to this level of commitment and it's going to start looking at, okay, what behaviors from my partner are similar to those behaviors when I had a commitment issue last time. And so this couple comes in and they say, you know what, I thought I knew him, so on and so forth. I thought I knew her. And all of a sudden, they're accusing each other of having characteristics of their previous spouse, their previous partner. And they're confused because how did we go from recognizing that you're not like my previous partner to all of a sudden you're accusing me of being just like that person that you were married to before. Well, this is a brain doing a risk assessment. It's feeling insecure. With commitment, we think security. But if we've been hurt, particularly in the past, the brain says, okay, this is that place where you better get ready because just when you thought that you were in a good place, just when you felt love, just when you risked in the past and you thought it was going to work out, what happened? Okay, things fell apart. As a matter of fact, I'm actually thinking about somebody that I met with today um, in terms of commitment. She has committed to therapy more than she ever has in the past, and she is just she's making tremendous progress. But today, what happened as her commitment level went up? Okay, her she's risking. Right, she became very scared, very uncomfortable because that level of insecure of insecurity came up and said. What happened the last time you committed anywhere close to this, right? And her brain is saying, run away. You can't change. You can't get better because this is the part where, like with marriage, this is the part where you are, live happily ever after and so forth only to find out that it's not going to work. In her case, this is that place where you feel like you're getting traction and you're finally moving uh, forward therapeutically. And so the brakes go on. And all of a sudden, we become hypervigilant again in terms of, okay, being careful, being mindful. And we need to, this is a great time to be like the, this couple come in and start talking about, okay, what are those fears? What are those doubts? What's going on that's causing all that noise? Whereas even just a month ago, we were cheesy in public and lovey-dovey and all those types of things. Anyway, so that's that's one part of commitment. What happens, that level of insecurity um, comes up. We start to feel that risk. And what we're going to do is we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about an option to help kind of bring us back into the present and looking towards the future rather than dealing with uh, or living back in the past and previous relationships. Welcome back to Counseling on Demand. I am Fred Riley. Thank you for tuning in and uh, this podcast. And what we're talking about uh, today is we're talking about this part of relationship development that we're after, that we're dreaming of, that we're pushing towards. We're, that's our goal is to get to commitment. And so what happens? And this is a place where that commitment level, we, we push towards it. And then this is a place where we often feel more vulnerable than we ever have before. And what this looks like is it looks like arguing. It looks like distrust. It turns into words and, and things like, I thought I knew you. Um, I, you deceived me. Uh, you know what? I have so many couples that come in and they feel tricked. They say before the commitment, you know, my partner did this, this, and this. And then the, the night of our wedding, the honeymoon, all of a sudden 
sudden I saw my true partner, my true spouse. And the idea is that radar comes on big time. Not for all people, but think about for yourself. Did my radar go on? Is it on? And the idea is that's the brain's way of saying, okay, commitment can be scary, especially if we've had problems with commitment in the past, whether it's with parents or a loved one or what have you. And so what happens is that radar goes up and it can really start to cause a lot of chaos in the relationship. So what do we do with that? Typically what we do is we say, you know, our tendency is to say, okay, I'm not seeing this wrong. You're seeing me wrong, right? You're supposed to see me different. I'm the same I was before marriage or before that commitment went up, right? And so you're seeing it differently. You're seeing it wrong. And that's your problem. And then your partner's saying, okay, you've never blamed me before. It's never really been my fault. So now you're acting different and off we go. So the first idea I want to share with you is as a partner, you go to your partner, you say, as a partner, what can I do to help address your concern. Okay, the idea is you're stepping back and not owning the problem, but you're saying, okay, I'm going to put more in your knowledge base. I'm going to build that trust that even with commitment, even in that place of risk, because you're risking to be with me, I'm going to show you that that risk is worth it because I'm willing to take a look at what I can do. Okay, when that kind of counters this idea, when that commitment level goes up, right, and you're being told that you're not supposed to feel that way, that uh, it's not your fault, that reaffirms that commitment is dangerous. So the idea is I'm going to let my partner know that I'm interested in whatever I can do, not owning fault, but what can I do to help you feel more secure. That kind of helps settle the waters just a little bit. And this is going to require some patience, right? And part of that is, well, patience, It that's hard, right? Because you just went from uh, pri- prior to that commitment, you just went from Prince Charming or or the, the best potential spouse in the world to someone that's being accused of all these things, and that doesn't seem fair, so it's hard to be patient. So we're going to work on patience and understanding and saying, okay, this is kind of what happens when you put a couple people together and they care so much. As a matter of fact, going back to this couple that I met with earlier this week, you know, they they are incredibly rugged they're they're rigid they're just mean they they just awful to each other and and I said to them I said you know this is actually really good news and they, and they kind of looked at me funny I said you know what this is is that love that care that you guys have for each other is so strong that when that commitment level came up now you're scared because what if I lose this person that I love this is that much better than what I had before, and so I'm scared to death. So the idea is they're they're mean and they're intensified and so forth because they're scared. They're risking, and they're they're very passionate people, and I'm helping them understand that with that risk, with that commitment, I'm trying to help them understand that this is a sign of love. This is a sign of, hey, I finally found that person that I'm looking for. Okay, so a couple more things to do. Don't challenge the other person's perspective. Okay, just listen to their perspective, right? Before, think about that, before the commitment level went up, dating or whatever, as that relationship built, how often did you really challenge their perspective in terms of making sure you were right and they were wrong? I'm not saying that you don't challenge perspective, but the idea is if in the past you happened to listen, you considered their opinion, you kindly gave your opinion in response, then we want to stick with that. Okay, what happens is that commitment level goes up, someone, someone shares a perspective, we feel threatened by that, so now we go from listening to their perspective 
to, in our mind, rightfully trying to adjust their perspective so that they can see how wrong they are, and off we go again. So we're not going to challenge that perspective. We're going to listen, and we'll talk about that more in another podcast on how to address your perspective while also listening to their perspective. So here's an activity to do uh, with your sp- with yourself, uh, spouse. Uh, I don't think you're going to sit down and do this with your boss exactly, but especially that, that partner that you're with, you're going to raise a family with, hopefully, that type of thing. We need to take our thoughts from the past into the present and down the road. So what you do in this exercise is you paint a picture of um, somebody important to you. You paint a picture that uh, you and your partner are in a restaurant and someone important to you comes into the restaurant five years from now. And the idea is, okay, you and your partner paint a picture of what you want that important person to see. So they come in and what are the things that they observe as they look over at you and see that you guys are in a good place, that you're you're future-oriented, the commitment level staying strong. So this is where you start listing things like um, maybe we're sitting by each other. Maybe, uh, you know, I had one guy that said he and his wife were eating out of the same uh, salad plate type of a thing. Okay, his wife looked at him like, since when were you so cheesily romantic. And I told him, it looks like you better get back on the wagon and and do those types of things. But very specific, you know, smiles, communication, um, pulling out chairs, whatever it is, but paint a picture of what you want to see in five years that still demonstrates that close commitment and so forth. Then after you paint that picture, what it looks like, and you're not going to have exact same views really quick. Some people will say, well, we'll sit across from the table and we'll be holding hands. And the spouse will say, ooh, that's gross. You have sweaty hands. I don't want to do that, right? We're not going to agree on that picture exclusively, okay? But the idea is once we get that picture of what we want to see after the commitment has gone up and down the road, then you, as a partnership, you start to list, okay, what are those things that we need to do, right, to build that picture, okay? One of my favorite things that uh, someone talked to me about in terms of building that picture is this idea of inside jokes. And they said, you know what, we're going to see, you're going to see this closeness with us, Fred, because we're going to be able to look, you'll see us looking at each other, and we'll we'll be having an inside joke without any kind of verbal whatever at any time because we're going to get each other, Okay. How are we going to get to that? How is that picture going to be made? We're going to learn about each other. We're going to listen. We're going to pay attention. We're going to be present. Okay, so now we're going to start listing, okay, what does that picture look like? And what are the things that we need to do in order to create that picture? Now, this is not meant to start a fight, but it is it is kind of interesting because the idea is you're going to see there's some opposing views. But this is an opportunity to get information from your partner and say, okay, these are the things that they would like to see to help paint that picture down the road. This whole idea is to get us away from what's happened in the past with other relationships, get away from the insecurity of the commitment, and see that down the road we can actually plan something and and, uh, we have control in terms of heading that direction. So those are just some ideas, things to be mindful of. Commitment is scary. Commitment is good. We kind of get thrown off uh, kilter just a little bit, but we can get back online. And uh, one of the keys to doing that is to look for the future and stay present and leave the past 
behind. I'm Fred Riley. Thank you for listening to this podcast on relationships. You can find me online at gettingbacktolife.com. That's getting back the number two, life.com.